We're gonna blast it. Yeah. We're gonna blast it. Blast it. Blast it. Blast it like that wax got blasted out of my ear. If you want to hear that story, that's over there on <laughs> Patreon.com. You got to listen to it. Podcast. You got to listen to it, folks. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. The, you got to hear it. You got to hear the episode about my ear. Yeah. That show is better than this show. Yeah. It is. Literally, <laughs> it is. It's what's going on right now. It's over there on Patreon. Yeah. If you like, it's you where gotta, it's at, That's where it's all good. I mean, we got new Patreon people as well, Phil. Oh, my God. It's working. Yeah. So let's just the get into it. The planet's working. Welcome to the Montreal Cinegas, presented by the Prince Charles Cinema and the Brad Crumbs Collectors. This is your host, Jonathan Foster, and I am here today with my little witchy woman, Phil. How's it going, <laughs> Phil? How, how was your time away from me? Um, I'm all right. And this um, podcast <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Incre- like, incredibly stressful. Oh. Uh, you, can, you can feel good about that. Oh, yeah, because um, you're like moving again randomly your boy's moving again we haven't even talked about that we literally did our catch-up on the last episode and that was me telling you about my ear Um, (laughs) which the last episode's a patreon exclusive thing so you have to be subscribed to a patreon to hear it any backer can hear it though we talk about a witch film hocus pocus last year we did hocus pocus on the on the on the main timeline for vampires witches werewolves oh my um and this year we're doing something different, but if you go over to Patreon, you can hear me talk about Hocus Pocus too. Because Phil, if you remember, hated the first one and he didn't even fucking watch that shit. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I won't. I refuse. Um, but yeah, Phil, you're moving. What the fuck? Why? Because it's fucking flat, it's uninhabitable, it's fucking. I can't sleep. Fucking Aww, no room. There's loud. rats. There's no hot water. Oh, no. Like it's just every the fucking window doesn't fucking lock fucking door downstairs people let in it's uh, an airbnb upstairs so it's constantly yeah you were talking about that before, yeah. my shoes got stolen in the hallway what? i'm fucking done oh no <laughs> this, this flat aged me fucking 20 years last in night in soho eh? six months <laughs> yeah this is the real last night in soho yeah so we're gonna move oh. to don't know yet acting acting with the one we wanted in acting got taken before the viewing which keeps fucking happening yeah. it's like how is that legal it's like oh you have oh, to view okay. the place to make an offer but we yeah. can take it off the market before you even go to view it fuck it we're just going around and around um but it wasn't acting look i saw a place today in Leytonstone, which we, we really love the area um it's hitchcock themed which is great um because he was born there so like you go okay. through the station and then hitchcock mural oh okay the bar so like the baker bird. street's all like fucking Shirley home. So I saw one today there that we're going to try and put an offer in on, but we've put an offer before and it's not gone through. So I'm going to um, sabotage it so you come back to it. Come back, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's stressful because we know we're breaking the clause at six months rather than, you know, we had a year here. Yeah. Um, so we're doing it halfway, but that gives us. To the end of this month, not even about two, three weeks from now. Um, so that's why it's been like the last two weeks. It's just been looking every day, yeah. calling every day. I've been to way too many views. Yeah, no. Last time I like went to like you know properly go for viewings before we like filmed this place. It was mm-hmm. like fucking fourteen places or something. It's so fucking hard. No, it's a fucking scam right now yeah. as well. Like everything's way too expensive. Yeah. Um, everything you, you're being pushed out yeah. constantly 
So yeah, it's been a bit of a nightmare. It's been like that for the last couple of weeks. But I had my birthday yesterday. That yeah. was fun. Happy we birthday, talked about Bill. that. Happy birthday! Thank you. I got new pants. I'm yeah. not gonna go into it here, but you know how much I love my pants. You and hear about that fashion. That's that's totally over there on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. And you had a little holiday. I had a holiday in Spain. And I everything had, looked fine. I had, I had a, it was all fine. It was all fine. <laughs> yeah, it was all fine. When did the incident occur? Very was early on. It was oh, early fuck. on, and then it like got worse as the holiday went. Oh, but the holiday sucks. was still nice. It was just the very last nice. few days were like in pain. Yeah. Well, oh, it's like when we went to Greece and Dusty had the sort of stomach thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still don't know what it. That was like the last couple of days. Yeah. But yeah, sort of. I don't know. It just happens. It's easy to get yeah. ill and sick and injured and yeah. I got back, got back to you know London and like you know if you want to hear about the ear thing, it was something with my ear. It's pretty, pretty gross, but highly sexual over there on it's Patreon. highly sexual. Patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Spoilers, but a shark bit Jonathan. Yeah, it bit my ear off. A shark yeah. in the Mediterranean. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I got back to London and the Prince Charles Cinema had these new fancy schmancy screens. Oh, the digital um, screen. Yeah, I forgot that work was a thing. Yeah, fucking we're in the middle of LFF right now, which is fucking mental. Yeah. And chaotic at all hell. Um, Um, But yeah, the new fancy screens, customer facing screens. What? Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. And tablet in the foyer. I had to learn how to use it and I learned how to use it better than anyone who was there the whole week last week. But we literally didn't get trained. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't nah. get trained on it. But I, yeah, I sorry, came I in and I like, you had being to, like, these are wrong. Yeah, I had to figure it all out myself. And I kept like, I kept getting these hilarious emails from people like at work. who was like, oh, like, you know, the screens weren't working over the week. Like, you know, they didn't have like the slides for the marathons over the weekends. And I was like, I wasn't mm-hmm. there. I had I had nothing to do with it. So don't, Yeah, don't I knew you were on me. holiday. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew you were on holiday. So I was managing, you know. Yeah. I don't care. The GM instead, <laughs> and like, but it wasn't getting done. Yeah. Like, could, they didn't have nobody... access to it. No one knew how to do it. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So yeah. kind of, yeah, but now it's. Yeah. Well, as it should be. That's user feedback I got. How about user feedback we got as a podcast? User feedback. Hey, hey, hey. User feedback. Listen to feedback. There's a good a little amount of user feedback this week. Ah, even two bits even, of user feedback that were over on the bonus timeline episode of Patreon. Patreon, which is like weird because that never happens. First up, we have Claire. Shout out Claire, longtime listener. She said, Phil's pure, unabashed love for Bubblegum Shrimp Company in this week's episode, which was two weeks ago for the Forrest Gump mm-hmm. episode, uh, has given me such joy this evening, cheersing him with my Bubblegum pint glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit we've got one of those as well <laughs> oh my god Legend. god damn it's just, un you listen to the episode up. it's yeah. unironic it's beautiful my love for Bubba Gump is pure and it's yeah sad that I'm just sad okay it was funny Julia was listening it's to gone. the episode and she was just like god it's just like didn't know that place was actually nice or something <laughs> <laughs> you know like you just see a place like that yeah. and you're just like no that was awful she was like, I didn't know it was decorated or anything. Yeah, me and Dusty love novelty restaurants, and that yeah. one was my favorite. Um, but yeah, I'll try to calm down. <laughs> well, there's no Blair Witch themed restaurants, as far as I know, this week. So not yet. Not yet. There's a market for it. There is a market Hopefully. for it. So we had a new listener, 
a oh. person by the name Finn Heal who sent an email in. If you want to do that, that's podcast at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Otherwise, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at the PCC Podcast. Or, hey, if you're a Patreon listener, patreon.com forward slash the PCC Podcast, you can hit us up there as well. This came in via email. Finn Heal, he said, hi there. Just discovered the show, and I'm really enjoying it. I was just wondering if you're planning on doing a part two of Ask the Projectionist at any point. Thanks very much. Oh, wow. So I don't know yeah. if Finn's listening to new episodes because if Finn has started back, all the way at the beginning, he's going to be in for a rude awakening when he catches up <laughs> and he realizes we don't talk <laughs> like, about what the, the fuck cinema happened to all this anymore. show. Yeah. Um, no, but that's a good question because uh, that was fun. And I know a lot of people liked the uh, Ask the Projectionist sort of stuff in the past or the Projectionist episodes in the past. So I had thought about, you know, maybe doing something like that again at some point. The thing mm-hmm. is, we've kind of like, done a funny thing where we've like you know we we start coming up with these bigger ideas and stuff and we just kind of moved away from talking about the <laughs> cinema a lot mainly because of the it, it kind of started with the uh pandemic which kind of forced us uh-huh. like to stop talking about the cinema because it was like really nothing to talk about yeah and then we kind of had too much fun not talking about the cinema. <laughs> i i just had a great idea for an arc a mini arc it called fire in the projection booth okay and like fire in the booth. Yeah. And we can do, it can either be interviewed with all the projectionists, because it's four of them, yeah. if they're all willing, over the month. Or it can be moving about projectionists, okay. like Cinema Paradiso, yeah. where there is a fire in the projection booth at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and there can be, one of the episodes could be with uh, a projectionist. Uh, like talking about like, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like just like one episode could be an interview with them, and just yeah. to keep the art going, like we're still talking about projections. We could talk about Kingdom of the Road. Yeah, that's an idea. Matinee, it's kind of in the cinema. I don't know if it's really. I don't know projection. what that. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. dude, fuck! I'm gonna stop clicking. I'm sorry, but I can't remember the name of the film. <laughs> Lo- fucking last action hero. Last action hero. Yeah, let's see a matin- fire in the projection booth. Matinee. Would work if we're doing Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero, Matinee, and uh, Cinema Paradiso. And then, hey, just an episode with a projectionist. There you go. Projection Dude, season. I Done. fucking nailed it. Done. Beginning of 2023 is coming. Yeah, no, like I, I would like to do that again. We do actually have something lined up where we're actually going to kind of go a little old school and talk to a actual current employee of the Prince Charles Cinema in a couple weeks. Um, so be on the lookout for that. So maybe that will like inspire us to actually go back to the original <laughs> purpose of the show. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> and like I said, we had two new patrons sh- uh, sign up over there. They joined up. Oh, by the way, thanks, Finn. I hope you're listening to this. If you do, yeah, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. We always like new new people um, coming in and saying hi. Uh, so yeah, we had two new patrons over there on Patreon.com who signed up for the last couple of weeks while we were kind of on our little break. Um, it's funny the episodes kept coming out but we were on break uh (laughs) so shout out to olaf who sent us a nice message actually when they pledged before i even you know i usually send a message to everyone who becomes a cinecaster or you know or just like signs up period even if it's the lowest thing just saying thanks and uh they sent a message first and said thanks for the brilliant cinecast love it so thank you olaf and also to Jamie, a.k.a. Chasmundo. Jamie! Over there on uh, Instagram. 
So I shouted out to Jamie a few weeks back when I said something about someone who was like, you know, listening to my music or whatever and sent me a nice message or whatever. And I was like, I think that was from the Cinecast. Um, and they said, hey, Jian, Jian. Uh, he spelled my name with the, uh, the, til- the tilde over the end because I was doing that as a joke. If you want to know what that's <laughs> yeah. about, uh, if you've ever seen that, why I have Jonathan, it's because there's a baseball player, my favorite baseball player on the Braves, the Atlanta Braves. Shout out, Braves. Um, Shout out, Braves. Who, uh, his name <laughs> is Ronald Acuna Jr. And he's so cool. He's like young as shit and he's just really good and like one of the best players in baseball right now. And he has a little tilde over the end and Acuna. And uh, I just did it as a as an homage to him, so that's why mm. my name is Jonathan um, <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, he says that's fun to say. And Phil, what an unexpected surprise it was to get a random mention on the podcast as a uh, and as redundant a statement as it is. Yes, I'm still listening, lurking <laughs> on the main timeline like a freeloading near duel. Uh, and he says, can't wait for new music to drop. Uh, drop that album, please. It's been too long since Manifest Destiny and two songs wasn't quite enough. Looking forward to the Forrest Gump episode. See what's up there. Okay, bye. With a little <laughs> X. Bye. Uh, and then within like a couple of days. That's a great message. Jamie revoked his freeloading ne'er-do-well status by becoming a Cinecaster. And we did he, it. When I thanked him, he said, it's been too long um, for me to join he says, I think I've been subscribed since that recommendation you got from Sunta on Radio X. Uh, and he said, that's nice. That must be years by now. Uh, anyway, super stoked to be a supporter. And it's something I've been meaning to do for a while. Uh, but you know how life gets sometimes. Keep it up, man. So, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Really man. nice. Thank you. Yeah, thank and you. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. You're, now you're getting all the good stuff. I swear the best weird. episodes, the weirdest, fucking weird. weirdest best episodes are over there on Patreon. Yeah, uh, no, we got a shout out. Like it was, I can't remember. It was like Johnny. God, what was that guy's name? Johnny something over on Radio X. Um, but he was doing this thing where they were like. Johnny Vaughn? Johnny Vaughn. Yeah. I think Did so. Johnny Vaughn give us a shout out? So it was on Johnny Vaughn's show. And it was early on. It was back when it was just me and Ari mainly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, we had a. Uh, a shout out via Sunta Templeton who like had somehow heard about our podcast. I guess she's a fan of the cinema and stuff and like shouted out three podcasts or something on this special episode, like for like podcasts. I don't know. That's cool. Podcast yeah, day yeah, or whatever, some, some shit. And yeah, she gave us a shout out, which was really cool. We got like, that was a weird time. Cause like we, we'd like chart it really high and we were on like new shows on Apple podcasts and I'm just like, that'll never happen again. But uh, uh <laughs> but hey, if you want to like go over there and give us a you know a review on Apple Podcasts, it does help the show and more people start listening to it. But it's I, I'm very aware that it is like I'm always surprised when new people come um, because it's like it's one you have to like get past the fact that you're listening to a show that comes from a cinema, like you know that's mm-hmm. you know putting yourself in a box, and then two, we've completely ruined that format. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time you like listen to this, like you listen to the early episodes and then you get to where we're at now, you're you're like, God, these guys are literally insane. So um, but yeah, that's that's life. Uh but anyway, that's just the way it is. Phil, you know, speaking of people, they can see us and see how crazy we are. They can come in person because it's literally only like a couple weeks away where we're gonna be at the oh, wow. to present two spookies, one spoof. 
triple feature with some super fun 90s teen horror classics. We got Scream. And then it was that lightning quick, hey, let's cash in on Scream teen horror flick. I know what you did last summer. And then there was the parody that took on both of those movies and many more, including the film we're talking about today on this main timeline here. Scary movie. That's all I could think of, yeah, without watching it. We'll be taking the stage to intro each of those films in our little mini marathon. So if you don't want to miss it, you know, just get your tickets now. It's over there. It's going to kick off at 6.15 on Friday the 28th of October at the Prince Charles Cinema. Tickets are on sale at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Come say hi. It'll be fun. Uh, I don't Come know. I low. still really don't know what we're going to do. No autographs. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> no autographs unless if you, uh, I don't know. Like, I'll autograph a bagel. That's about it. That's all I'm going to autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring your favorite snack. We'll autograph. Yeah. So, Phil, we were mentioning the film we're talking about today. So, you know what time it is. Mm. It's time for oh. vampires, witches, and werewolves. Oh, oh my. my. Spooky Oogie. Halloween. Vampires, witches, and werewolves. Oh my! <laughs> it's time for your spooky oogie. <laughs> it's time for your spooky oogie. It's time for your spooky oogie. <laughs> it's time for your spooky oogie. Last week we debated if the vampire crime classic from Dust of Dawn is a top-notch vampire flick or if it's better off just sticking <laughs> to its crime elements in the first half. Now, this week, we move on to the wicked old witches portion of our Halloween arc. In last year's witch show, we, we had a spell put on us, or at least I did. Uh, Phil did not. Uh, did <laughs> nope, not work. Didn't work. I'm too old for it. By the family classic Hocus Pocus. If you want to hear me talk about that sequel, like I said early on, um, we have a bonus episode that went over on Patreon. It's probably over there now, a little bono episode. We were talking about that little sequel that's over there on Disney Plus too. At least I was. Phil didn't watch it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it kind of goes nice and hand in hand with yeah. this episode here on the main timeline. A little bono over there. Yeah. So let's see where we're going to land this year with what movie, Phil? Is Phil going to like it this year? What movie? <laughs> in the Blair Witch Project. I thought you were going to do it like that SpongeBob. The Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> the Blair Witch Project. This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. I can see you. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the opportunity. I'm very glad. This area's been haunted by that old woman for oh, years. Yeah. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch. I don't. Lost? Admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. They're all over the place. But how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's all because of me that we're here now. 
Hungry. And cold. And hunted. Just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. In 1994, three film students, play by Heather Donahue. Oh, I already ruined it. I said play by. You're not supposed to know that they're. What the fuck? Spoilers. God damn it. All right. God damn it. Let's start this over. In 1994, <laughs> three film students, Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, and Michael C. Williams, travel to the small town of Burkittsville, Maryland, to collect documentary footage about the Blair Witch, a legendary local murderer, maybe? I don't know. Over What's the that? course of several days, the students interview townspeople and gather clues to support the tell's veracity. But the project takes a frightening turn when the students lose their way in the woods and begin hearing horrific noises. It's the 1999 supernatural found footage film written by and directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Now, Eduardo Sanchez is a really good fake ID name. You know, like, <laughs> I, it, yeah, yeah. It's like, it sounds like a made up name, like Eduardo Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. That's like, I'm, yeah, that's my like fake ID, you know, gonna get some booze <laughs> when I'm 18 and I'm too yeah. young. Hot takes out the Mr. Gate, <laughs> Um, <laughs> Blair Witch Project. This, I mean, you met doing that whole spoiler thing. That's interesting because I've like, I wonder if your experience is the same. Obviously, mine's not. Um, but I remember my brother telling me, like, like what this was like when it came out mm. and like how everybody fell for it. And yeah. if that would, you know, and if they like now in hindsight, you'd be like, if three kids died in the wood, you wouldn't just fucking release <laughs> their footage. But it's like, it would, I don't but know. It I mean, would, Werner, uh, Werner Herzog did release the like grizzly man shit. And then he like, sure, literally was sure. murdered by bears. And like, apparently that like, audio is real i don't know <laughs> fair enough fair enough i take that back but it was just like he always talked about like everybody fell for it and that's what made it yeah such a special event and that's what made it so fucking terrifying that people went in and it was fucking real for all intent and purposes. yeah um i watched it years later and this is, i rewatched it today it's like the second time i've seen it 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 worked for me it yeah. really does like it I have it's obviously a fucking landmark in indie cinema. Yeah, have to have to give it props. Revived a whole genre, found footage movie. Um, and it's weird because it's like a lot of it's not good. Yeah, definitely. Not. A lot, yeah. like like <laughs> like watching it. I'm aware of that, and I'm watching it. I'm mm-hmm. like most of it boring. Yeah, and really fucking annoying. Like the characters are awful, but like it. It's like this really slow burn, like almost like it's the horror of the mind, really. Because yeah. again, it's all found footage. It's just people lost in the wood, and it's really it's hitting on something so so instinctual, like something anyone can relate to that fear. I don't think anyone would watch it and be like, "Yeah, I wouldn't be scared in that situation." Yeah, and it's just so slow and purposeful with things that happen, and like they sort of slowly descend into madness as it's happening. It's just so little, but it really worked for me. Like, like the ending 
always gets me. I fucking love the ending yeah. of Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's so like obvious and simple and stupid and it's like exactly what they sort of have been setting up and it's sort of but it does a good job of setting up its world. Even like the Blair Witch, which is a mythical creature, but they like tell you different stories and you can see how a town would create a folklore yeah. you know, coming from like yeah. a very real set of murders um, involving children. And then like it sort of grows over the years and it becomes sort of, you're playing on mass hysteria and like, yeah, it's like everybody's story sort of slightly differs as well. Like everyone exactly. has like a different sort of opinion or idea about it, which is really interesting. And, and I like that. And um, so, yeah, like it, with all its faults, the last like run of it, like the last part of it, it genuinely, it's fucking it's terrifying. Yeah. It's a terrifying, creepy movie. It makes me really anxious watching it, even when nothing <laughs> is happening. Yeah. Just because yeah. there's a lot of movement and a lot of yelling and yeah. a lot of like tension, and it's so relatable. Like for most of it, like the horror is just like we don't have a map. Yeah, like we're fucking lost. We're fucking lost. That's that scary shit enough. In the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and do you know what I mean? And it's just like everyone, but everyone there is like such a piece. Of shit. Yeah, yeah, but they're so believable um, though. It's they like, are believable. It's so real, like you know, they are definitely three yeah. film school kids. Yeah, you know. Oh God, it's so great. Like when she really just starts to do her like, this is Burkittsville. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. The, like proper, we're, we're making the documentary now, but like, it's so pretentious. It hurts. It's like, yeah, I love this that. is like great. And I love, and I, and I love the cutting between the, uh, like the camcorder and the 16 mil. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the great, the black and white and the color and like, just really fucking committing to the format. Like mm-hmm. a lot of that movie is in darkness. Yeah. A lot of that movie, you don't see anything. Yeah. Like it's just, you can't really, if people like it's trees and leaves and footsteps and like, and that's quite brave mm. to, to do that and yeah. to be like, no, this will work. This will work. And like, they made it for nothing. And like, yeah, like made one of the most like impactful it's horror movies of all time. Easily the most um, successful, like, one of the most successful indie films of all time in terms yeah, of like they, the amount of money they made off and the amount of yeah, money that went into it. Exactly. Like, just like for profit. Yeah, um, it's crazy. But yeah. And like, it's a, it's a good one. I think I like it. Yeah. It's not, it, it's a weird one though. I it's do like, I do really like it, but like, yeah. I can understand if think? someone doesn't <laughs> like, you know, Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And Definitely. it really is like, you had to have been there at the perfect place, the perfect time. Like, to really, really, dawn. you know, because I was old enough uh, to have seen it when it came out, basically, and got duped, you know, because I was like, yeah, see? I yeah. was nine or 10 when I saw it, and I would have seen it on VHS soon after it was out in cinemas. And I, I don't know, it's like one of those things where it was like, it came out in theaters and stuff, and it was a big thing. I'm pretty sure I didn't see this in the cinema, but like, I remember it's, you know, back then when films came out on VHS, it was still a big thing. Like, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, it still had life. And yeah, uh, yeah. Cause you had to wait for it. Yeah. And it was around the time my mom was working at a blockbuster as like a, as a, you know, second job. And um, she would bring home all these tapes and stuff all the time. So it was just like, you know, always saw this shit. Cause she would get so many rentals for free or something from working there or whatever. And she brought home Blair Witch and we watched it and she was just like, she was even sort of like, 
that was the thing that was weird about this. She was even like, yeah, I think this is meant to be real. I don't really, I don't know. <laughs> and we watched it and I was just like, we were like, what? Like, is this real? Like what? So like you had that whole thing. And I can't remember how I figured out that it wasn't or something, or maybe she was fucking with me and told me it wasn't. I mean, like, at the end, it's written, directed, and edited yeah, by like, Edward Adventure. I never paid attention to that shit Fake when name. I was a little kid. Um, yeah. You know, and that was the thing that like triggered people on, I think, like it was one of those. But it was a weird time, like where it was like, it was, you like, you know, it was Again, one of those things. internet, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that could come out. And they also, it was clever because they used the internet as well in its infancy to help market it. And it was like something mm. that had never been done before. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, as we kind of get into like all the stuff they were doing with this. But yeah, it's crazy. Like, I just remember that time vividly. And it was like, I, you know, there's few things from back in the 90s that I remember like being a part of and being like, this is a pop cultural touchstone. And it was like, it felt mm. like it hit harder in the nineties pre like internet really being a thing mm. because like now it's like, there's so much going on, like half the stuff I miss and I don't even know what it is or, and also I'm older now and I don't care. Um, <laughs> I really jade it. um but like, you know, that was like a thing, man. Like it was a huge thing, a really oh. huge thing, Blair, Witch. Like I remember going out and I used to go in the woods all the time with my friends and stuff. And we would like, we'd go find like weird houses and shit in the woods. Just piled of rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, going around, fucking around in like creeks and stuff and hanging out in the woods and getting lost in the woods and literally like referencing Bre- Blair Witch every fucking mm-hmm. few Oh, this is like Blair Witch. Is that the same rock? Like- <laughs> oh my God. And then like literally you would go around and you would see the stick man like in in the woods or on the road uh, or something like kids were just making stick man, like you uh, know, things and just up. leave them around. So it was like, it was such a big deal. It's really funny. Like, um, so that was like fun. You know, it was a fun time. The whole Blair witch thing, uh, in terms of the film itself, like I totally agree. Some of the characters are really annoying, but they're so fucking believable. It feels so they are real. Believable. Um, there's moments that like, you know, I, I think it works all together. I wish they would go into the lore a little bit more. Like That is the most um, interesting thing about it. Yeah. yeah. And you, cause you don't, I feel like you don't really get a lot of it, but the thing is there's all this stuff around Blair Witch, which I'll get into where they expand upon the lore, which makes it cooler. I want to hear about that. Can I yeah. know they, they did books and sequel yeah. games and like the new Those film? New I don't know Blair how. Witch, yeah. I did yeah, see that. With, I, I, I didn't like it. I was kind of bored. <laughs> boring fair enough yeah. the guy made Godzilla vs. Kong right <laughs> no wonder <laughs> no wonder same shit mm. and he hates yeah. podcasts yeah yeah fuck that guy no I'm just <laughs> 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 uh, um, yeah I mean I hate podcasters too uh, <laughs> <laughs> we hate ourselves it's a self-loathing uh, no I I yeah I just I don't remember I was just I was half watching it I just didn't care um, but this film fair it's enough. like Blair Witch is like it's fun there like I would say there is like one moment that like really freaked me out as a kid and I always remember it and like um it's something that sort of stuck with me and now it's kind of funny because I know it's coming but I, it just does nothing I'm I'm numb to it but man mm. the fucking tent when they you start hearing that and then all the yeah, kids yeah. laughing and then they the slamming on the tent dude that shit was so scary when I was a kid <laughs> and I first watched it it's I was like holy yeah. <laughs> you know because like that would if, be the worst thing ever like because you're like in the tent and you can't see anything you know outside yeah. and you know you, you don't know 
you start hearing shit and then someone's like banging on your tent. Yeah, so like scary. the guy, I forget which one, I think Mike said it. Uh, he just like, if I heard cackling in the night, I'd fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Seriously. No, that's some that's some scary bit. Mm. That that's one of the better. Scary yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's the best one. The development of the Blair Witch Project reaches back to 1993. So it was when Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez were students at the University of Central Florida. Eduardo Sanchez told The Onion, which is literally back in 1999 when it was still like a normal pop culture website. Oh, not like a fake news site. Yeah, before they pivoted to satire. So now they usually leave, what's their AV club? I think handles that style of stuff and mm-hmm. Onion's pure satire. So yeah. they told The Onion that uh, this was shortly after the film premiered at Sundance and they said, Dan and I came up with the idea in 1993. This was before Scream, before any of this stuff, before CGI got out of control. We just thought, of what made us scared when we were little kids and what we wanted to see to scare people now in the nineties. That's the only thing we had going when we started coming up with the idea for the film. When we shot it, that was the only thing, just keep it real so we can scare people. We're not against effects films or anything like that, but for horror, I think our approach is just something new or something old revisited. So that was the whole idea. It's a, I mean, it's good proof that you don't need anything yeah, seriously. to make a yeah. movie, but specifically, yeah. A horror movie. Yeah. The story of the Blair Witch, Blair and Ellie Kedward and Rustin Parr. So Blair Witch, obviously, mm. Blair would be the town Blair. Ellie Kedward, who was the woman who was cast out of the Blair Township or whatever, who became the Blair Witch. Mm. And Rustin Parr is the man in the, I think was the murderer. The, the 40s or whatever, who was murdering yeah, all 30, the kids. 40. Yeah, uh, yeah. So all of that's made up. Um, though Burkittsville, Maryland is a very real place. The story of Ellie Kedward, a woman who was banished from the Blair Township in, for witchcraft in 1785, was influenced, of course, by the Salem Witch Trials and Arthur Miller's play The Crucible, which is cool. I really like all that stuff. I, like, you know, because obviously we're talking about witches this time. So when you're watching it, it's funny because it feels like they kind of like don't really. There's not much witch stuff. Yeah, they don't really go full, <laughs> full on with it. It's kind of full weird. Witch. Like, it's funny because this is literally like, you know, they're being tormented by something in the woods and it's like they don't know if it's someone fucking with them, which it very easily could have been or if it was like Mm -hmm. literally the witch, which you're led to believe it is literally the witch. But it's like, I love all the stuff. I love Coffin Rock and all that sort of stuff. I just really wish you learned more about it. it. It's one of those weird things. They say enough, but you don't really get enough out of it. It's really funny. Like, I almost wish like, you know, when they first when josh first goes missing and then they have one more fucking full day and then they they have the night again and then they go back Mm. out they hear they hear josh like twice and then they like wake up and then they like have another day and then they go to sleep again and then they hear josh again you know it's like Mm -hmm. i almost wish they after hearing josh the first time it just went to the end because i feel like oh you don't need that bit you could have taken that extra like 10 minutes or so of them fucking around the woods again and given that a little bit more at the beginning with like to really flesh out like all the stuff with the Blair Mm. Witch and all that because that like I feel like that was what was needed because I that's the most interesting part for me all the lore around it Um, Mm -hmm. but of course I feel like they were kind of making it up as they were going and they were padding it out on the flip side because it didn't matter it really didn't matter but they were shooting they shot a ton of stuff it's really weird I'll get into it but it's like it's crazy, like all the stuff around it sort of grew its own wings outside. And 
they just kind of went with the bare bones of it. But like, apparently the cast didn't even know that like, that it wasn't real. It real or not. Yeah. Like they didn't know that, like, well, they didn't know that the story was all fake, like in terms of like the Blair Witch and all that, they thought it was maybe a real legend. And okay. the thing that's really funny is apparently the people that they were talking to in the town, they didn't know that those people were like actors. They thought, they, oh, and it was all a setup. That's probably so better. They're going in and they're talking to all these people and they think that they're actual real townsfolk and they're having these like weird interviews, even though they know they're making a movie that's not real, mm. but like they thought it was maybe based on a real legend or something. I don't know. I don't, I've read that somewhere, so I don't necessarily know if that's true. That could be complete bullshit, but I, read I mean, it feels like that. it though. That those interviews feel like very authentic. Yeah. They feel very, I feel it does feel like a, and that helps so much with the documentary feel. Because you can just tell. You can tell the difference between that and then, like, the bullshit, like, life insurance ad yeah. where they talk to a real person uh, and it's just, like, the no no actor is yeah. good enough to look like they're not not acting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that helped was that it's just all, like, fucking... It's all like improvised. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. It's like I was gonna ask, like, it could, it's like obviously you can't really script something like this. Yeah, you, it kind of has to be improvised. You give them beats yeah. and a sort of thing and a scene to hit, but like, and maybe it's like, yeah, like you said, you shoot a bunch of shit, you cut together, and you just find something that works. But it's a surprisingly coherent film for the most part. Yeah. I think some, you know, some things are a bit underdeveloped and some things are like, you know, dragged out a bit, but like their relationship, how they progress, how they intensify, that all makes sense. Even just certain things that they say keep coming up. Like she keeps saying this thing, like not in America, not in America, yeah, 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 which yeah, I yeah. really like. Yeah. It's like, you can't get lost in America. Like in this yeah. fucking day and age, and the guy's like, have you ever seen Deliverance? And it's like, <laughs> someone will find us, someone will find us. They're looking yeah. for it now, looking for it now. And this glow. Yeah, and like the map going and them going in circle, which is great because I've learned now from like Bear Grill that like people are naturally go in the circle if they're not following like uh, a map or direction. If you're just walking in the wood without noticing, your like body compass will take you in a circle to return back to where you started. That's weird. So if you don't know where yeah. you're going, yeah, you just you will just go in circle. Yeah, and you can't just be walking around at all times of night. And um, but. Sorry, what's And the improv helps with the performance to me. Even when they're not, they're good because they're believable. Yeah. And like, even when they're annoying, it makes sense because people are annoying. They repeat themselves and they get pissy. Like, like Heather is just the worst, right? Yeah, like she yeah. It's so pushy and so dismissive. And then as soon as it comes back on her, she's like, well, fuck you guys. Don't make yeah. fun of me because of my wet shoes. It's and so it's like, real you, though. <laughs> it, it's so real, but it's just like... It's yeah. just, I get it. And that, and the guy just screaming yeah. because he's so angry at the fucking situation. He's lost in the woods. He's not, and it just, it feels like something that would happen. Yeah. It's like a you bunch of people, like really a bunch of kids from film schools who think they can just go into the woods and make a documentary. And it's yeah. like, but you don't know where you're going. You're going to die. Like things happen. Again, it's that thing of like, why horror movies always like target toward kids and stuff. Teenagers have that thing of like they think they're immortal and can't be hurt, and like these things don't affect them. And then all these films are directly about them dying, yeah, <laughs> being like yeah, torn yeah. apart. And it's so premature, it's yeah. so tragic. Like they shouldn't have to deal with that. And it's just got all these interesting things rolling together. 
and of the pride that it, it doesn't feel as messy as it should for something that it mostly improvised. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'll get into more of the improvisation thing in a second. Um, but Myrick and Sanchez, they were inspired by the likes of like the shining, the omen alien and jaws, especially like with the choice of not showing the witch at all, the way like jaws hid the shark from most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you get the big reveal at the end. Like, I was funny enough watching this. I was just like, you know, talking about the film and I was just like, you know, God, this did like, you know, for going in the woods, what Jaws did for like going in the water, you know, because it's like, you know, like you don't want to go in the woods after that. You don't want it's yeah, like, yeah. It's fucking scary. Just getting lost in the woods. Like 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And they t- took particular inspiration from childhood favorites like Chariot of the Gods, which is this like documentary that's based on that book that theorizes how extraterrestrials impact a human life and evolution. They uh, were influenced by the legend of Boggy Creek, which was like this weird docudrama about a Bigfoot creature. And I can't remember like where, um, maybe Arkansas. And then they were also inspired by this classic TV show called In Search Of, which was just all about like weird, I don't know, UFOs or weird mysteries and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jody Devil and shit. But something that it reminded me of a lot, like particularly like just because it's found footage. So like, I wanted to ask like if you had any other like favorite film footage films or anything or any things that you can remember in the past that might have freaked you out when you were a kid. Because a lot of times it is horror. I mean, the original kind of like there was some weird film footage things in the past before this, but like Cannibal Holocaust is like the yeah the OG like and it largely lends itself to horror, like probably because of the success of Blair Witch. But for sure. Yeah. Um the ending of Dawn of the Dead. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I remember saying in our franchise episode that yeah. like that last five minutes is like one of the best found footage horror movies. Yeah, and it's just the ending of yeah, the film. Because we had a found footage uh, horror film in that series as well. The when yeah. he decided to go yeah. full found footage. Yeah, and it sucked. Um, <laughs> I've not. I know the big one is Cloverfield. I've not seen it. I've not seen Cloverfield either. I've saw the second, the ten Cloverfield Lane, which is great. Mm. It's not found footage. Um, a recent one I loved, which is kind of horror but kind of comedy. Uh, one Cut of the Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Great I still need to see that. Already. Found footage movie. Yeah. It's really. Oh, you'd love it. I love yeah. that. I really like. Um, not a popular one. Um, because the, some of the people involved, but. I, I think Chronicle is really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, I think it, I think that's a solid yeah. Chronicle superhero movie and a solid time, yeah. found, footage, found footage movie for sure. Chronicle is probably the closest you'll get to like Akira actually happening. Like, Yeah, um, yeah. It, yeah. It's pretty good. It's a good sort of adaptation in that way. Um, I've seen Paranormal Activity and stuff, and yeah. it's like, I I think it's yeah, not great film, but like interesting use yeah. of it. Uh, also... I would say The Dirty. Mm. Have you ever seen The Dirty? No, I haven't, no. It's really good film, indie film. Uh, Matt Johnson, I think, did it. He did, okay. he did it. He'd done a bunch of stuff. He did uh, another found footage movie like about the moon landing, I think. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're but, talking about. Uh, but The Dirty is about... It's really fucking good. It's, like, it's, it's just about the two guys in high school who just get bullied to shit and are trying to make a movie where, you know, they sort of kill their bullies. But <laughs> it, if, you know, for one of them, it's not. It's fucking real. 
it yeah. done. Just, okay, yeah. It, it slowly becomes a fucking found footage movie about school shooting. Oh, it sounds like Zero Day or something like, you know, the the one that's sort of like a weird, like almost ho- like Columbine or like, you know, playing kind of like this yeah, is Columbine. Yeah. But uh, that one's interesting. The, <laughs> no, the Dirty the Dirty did really good. Yeah. Um, I thought I could think of it at the moment. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, sorry. What about you? I mean, like, shout out to like newer a newer one host was kind of fun during the pandemic because oh was, yeah yeah was, we had that at the cinema yeah very interesting yeah. like sort of new way to look at a found footage film plus like just a film that like was done with zero budget basically and actually you know did really well in the horror circuit and also like you know had a bit of a release and stuff and they were pretty successful not nearly as successful as Blair Witch but I mean that's like you know that's just crazy anyway player which is <laughs> yeah. success but yeah like host was pretty fun um but yeah like back in the day and i know like those guys who were into hosts like they liked Blair Witch and they totally um, know for a fact jed who's one of the um producers like was talking about on twitter once the mcpherson tape so this is something when i was a kid so there's this thing called the mcpherson tape aka ufo abduction and it came out in like 1988 or 1989 or something like that. And it was like this weird fucking tape of like that was f- like flying around in this weird like UFO s- circles and stuff where it was basically about this family who were having like a Thanksgiving dinner or something. And uh, UFO lands in their yard and like their power goes out and stuff. And a couple of the people go and check it out. And then like they get abducted by aliens and it's fucking like scary as shit. And people thought it was real. Like it was like, it was like Blair Witch where people thought it was fucking real and they just had no idea. And then in, in 1998, there was a pre Blair Witch. There was a remake of it by the same guy with a little bit bigger budget. And it aired on UPN and it aired right after this, like fucking like something about vampires or some shit. And people like lost their fucking mind thinking they were watching a real fucking like UFO abduction because it was just the way they marketed it and everything. And I remember seeing it and it scared the shit out of me. It was like <laughs> alien. It was called alien abduction incident at Lake County. Um, it was that and fire in the sky that ruined me for aliens as a kid. <laughs> it was so scary, dude. It's like literally this family, they're like having dinner and then like the lights go out and they go and, you know, check it out to turn the lights back on at this breaker. And there's a fucking spaceship out there. And there's this like footage of like, you know, and they're filming the whole thing. And there's like this footage of this alien, like they're watching an alien go into like a fucking window and they're in, you know, in their house and stuff. And it's like fucking scary. <laughs> like if you're a little kid amazing. and you don't know this isn't real, like, and you're just like, what? Like it was so scary. <laughs> Even like, I, I guess I knew it wasn't real, but like, it was just scary. It just scared mm. the shit out of me. It just felt real. And it was like, dude, I, I loved it. Um, it was like a f- couple of fun things. I remember like, you know, y- y- a few years back, like the VHS films were kind of fun. Like just kind oh, of Oh yeah, I never thought though. The, um, though the, the, uh, what? Wreck, Wreck film. Oh yeah. To be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that like a zombie one? I can't I think remember. Yeah. So. I don't remember. They're, they're, I've just heard of them. Maybe next year we can elongate the season. Mm. Um, I guess it's what I'm eyeing for, but we should do Aliens. Oh yeah, yeah. Like season, like just about aliens, were- vampires, yeah. which is werewolf, alien. Oh my, <laughs> yeah. alien. 
yeah, maybe just uh, do a series called I Want to Believe. <laughs> oh my God, writing that <laughs> Write down. It down. I'm in yeah. I'm in my exiled mood at yeah. the moment. Just fuck me up. Yeah. So to produce the film, Myrick and Sanchez teamed up with their fellow University of Central Florida alums, George Hill, Robin Cowie, and Michael Manello to start Haxon Films. And that name is taken from the 1922 like Swedish-Danish silent classic Haxon. Um, so the pair wrote a 35-page script. The script is basically without any dialogue because they allowed the actors to improvise pretty much everything and they wanted them to feel like it was all natural and everything. So they had like, you know, beats and everything like you were saying. They didn't know where they were going, but the direction of where they wanted the story to go and everything like was all there, but like the dialogue was completely all improvised. They placed a casting call in the advertisement in Backstage Magazine in June 1996 seeking actors with strong improvisational skills. Uh, the informal improvisational audition process narrowed the pool of apparently 2,000 actors. Heather Donahue, who got their lead role, said that uh, the auditions were held in New York and the advertisement said something like, you know, this is a completely improvised feature film, would be sh- shot in a wooded location. And they basically sort of used everything they could to like deter unserious people from getting involved. They were just basically like mm-hmm. saying like the experience is going to be hell. So if you can't deal with it, you aren't. And if you aren't a serious improver, then like basically like, you know, we don't want you to be a part of this. Don't even bother <laughs> applying. Don't apply. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, basically like, we don't want wacky improv. We want like people who can just like be natural and like, you know, come off real. Um, mm-hmm. Donahue said that like during the audition process, Mirak and Sanchez uh, posed her the question, you've served seven years of a nine year sentence. Why should we let you out on parole? That's what they asked <laughs> What the she fuck? had to like just go into it and just improvise. Like, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no like technical third party cameraman with the exceptions of some footage. You know, they had they obviously had like a cinematographer and someone who was like maybe doing some shots and stuff and maybe like supervising things. But like Joshua Leonard. So Josh, who had the 60 millimeter camera, he was basically cast because he had knowledge of operating a camera and he was also like. <laughs> okay with improving and stuff so like it it's funny like apparently um heather donahue which shout out to her she's in the very like first season of always sunny in philadelphia she plays the girl who like tries to con charlie into like um raising her son like she tells charlie oh. that, like, this is, you, you don't see her in anything like so rare to see any of these people in anything but she's in that and it's fucking hilarious but yeah like you know she's she's like no no skill whatsoever of operating like the camera or whatever there's like a funny thing was i was reading where someone asked her about like the whole getting sick um with the video camera thing because like her camera's shaking so much and like she was just like yeah i didn't really like you know if i had known that this was going to be like you know this big fucking hit and everything i thought it was just going to be something i was going to watch on a tape with my friends or something like that wouldn't be a hit or anything like but like you know i would have learned how to hold the camera better (laughs) it's like it's really funny but yeah yeah, it's just like odd they just like they hadn't they didn't really have anyone so they just like let them just go out there and just like shoot and yeah it's crazy like so the co-directors, they were originally planning on like, you know, shooting the film in black and white with 16 millimeter film because they felt like 
the graininess of the format would feel scarier than regular video. But it was Greg Hill, who's a producer, who suggested using video basically because of financial considerations. They said that they liked the film format, but they came to realize that their like main character, Heather, could be like, you know, running around with a high eight camera. So they were just like, yeah, whatever. Video's cheap, so it'll save us money. <laughs> so that's like why <laughs> half of the film is in video camera. The other half is with 16 millimeter. But it works, yeah. so it does work. It feels like she's making her own thing. And then like when they're actually shooting things about the Blair Witch, it's in black and white with a 16 millimeter. It actually just yeah. really works. Yeah, you're getting this mix of like film and documentary. Yeah. And they keep cutting back and forth until they sort of blend into one. They they start experiencing yeah. the horror they're trying to document. Yeah, but. definitely. Yeah. The Blair Witch project was shot over eight days with principal photography beginning in October 1997. They shot in they sh- eight days. Yeah, eight days. They shot in Seneca Creek State Park in Montgomery County, Maryland, with uh, a few scenes shot in historic Burkittsville. It's kind of funny. Apparently, Burkittsville is like just bombarded by people. Like, you know, any place. Do, do people like go this. and camp out yeah, there? Yeah, basically. They're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, because they thought the oh. Blair Witch was real. Tell us about the Blair Witch. Like, apparently, Burkittsville does have like its own like spooky stories and stuff. Like, there is like its own like it's weird every history. town. Yeah. yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, there's there wasn't a Blair Witch, so like it was all fucking bullshit. Did your where you grew up? When, did you have a Blair Witch? Um, <sighs> nothing like that. I don't think, but there was a couple of locations near my hometown that were like funny, like the kids would go to to have fun and get into trouble. So there was. It was a there was a road called Gravity Hill where there was a weird story about like a, a bus had crashed with all these school kids and stuff. And um, if you park your car on the hill and put your car in neutral, your car will start like going backwards up a hill. And it's it's <laughs> literally just like a weird like it's a weird thing where it's actually going down, but it looks like you're going up. It's just one of those weird optical illusions. Oh, okay, um, but the thing, the added thing is, if you put like you know flour on the hood of your car, because it's like basically the whole thing was like the bus was supposed to be coming down this hill, and it's like it hits an intersection, and they were I guess the the bus like exploded or some shit, and the kids all died and stuff. So if you put like um, flour on the hood of your car, uh, the the whole idea was like you're being pushed away from the road, so you don't have an accident, and then you look at uh, your hood, and there's like handprints in the hood. That was the whole thing, but oh, that's like that would creepy. happen anyway because people would have, you know, handprints would be on your car and it would come out <laughs> yeah. if you put flour on. <laughs> so yeah, it was like this stupid thing. But really close to there, there was a place called Satan's Bridge, which uh, it's weird shit would be happening in Satan's Bridge. <laughs> so it's this weird bridge where it's like graffiti all over it it's really scary looking and, and we would go there at night sometimes and just go walk on the bridge and it's like out in the middle of nowhere and like kids are always going there trying to fuck with other kids and stuff as well so like mm-hmm. i would go there sometimes like if i saw another car parked there and i knew it was some dumb young kids and i and my friends were going to go there to fuck around like we would do things like just speed by and turn our lights off like you know, so like, it would come up <laughs> behind and be, like people in their car and you could see them like their shadows and stuff and all that. And then like we'd speed by and then right when we got to like right behind them, we would like turn the lights on real fast and then turn them <laughs> off and keep going. And it would just like freak them the fuck out. <laughs> it was so funny because it was like a little bit you could park over in front of the bridge. We, that's And we would just speed by doing shit like that to them. 
Um, but like kids would go down under and they're like, you would find carcasses of animals and stuff. Like the whole idea yeah. and the reason why it's called Satan's Bridge is because it would be like literally people sacrificing animals under there. There would be like altars and stuff of like candles and shit that you would find down there. So like people would be practicing like weird shit down there. Like you don't really like in the day or like at yeah, that time. I don't know. I guess it, I never saw anybody doing that, but you would see the remnants of like candles and it. altars and carcasses and stuff. It was like Black really, candle. really kind of weird. <laughs> like, I guess people supposedly doing Satanist shit. Fair and like, you would see people like fucking around. Like once we were driving down the road near there and there was like a bunch of like, people in like these weird fucking like robes just like running across the street like, you know, like that it was fucking, fucking terrifying so scary yeah, yeah no probably. thank you man yeah it's i'm like going weird. home so, yeah, and watching the blair witch project yeah <laughs> i mean satanism's a big thing in america like or the fear of satanism so yeah, yeah. god fearing country um, and all yeah i was gonna say before that just you speeding by freaking people out oh so you were the blair witch. oh yeah i was the blair witch <laughs> 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 yeah they they did this this shit in eight days which is crazy when they were shooting in the woods um the actors pretty much like they, they were left alone to compile their footage with loose scripts and ideas as they went so like it, this was influenced by greg hill his memories of being in the military and he said there was like these training ex- exercises they were doing called en- enemy soldiers and it would basically be like you'd be hunting a trainee through wild terrain for like three days or you were being hunted one or the other. Mm -hmm. And so they would basically utilize this sort of scenario where they were hunting the, you know, the actors and the actors were Mm -hmm. in the, in the wild. They were like going around, they were shooting themselves. They had scripts and stuff of like roughly of what they were supposed to be doing and their ideas of where they were going. And then they would document things and they like would just go along. And then like, things you didn't see they had a gps system basically and they were uh being directed to different locations every day and when they would get there there'll be milk crates with a 35 millimeter film canisters inside and they basically uh inside would find their next script and the next idea of instructions to help them improvise the actions for that day as they go like a scavenger hunt and they would also yeah basically and they would also find like batteries and any supplies they might have needed and stuff to keep them going but like i think that was the whole idea like so they just didn't know what was going to happen to them at times that probably had again helped yeah the definitely fear was real you're like, like yeah. what's with the drugs what's with the bundle of sticks yeah everywhere the bundle of twigs that were wrapped in the piece of like josh's shirt after josh disappears mm-hmm. Like, it's so weird. It's like, what's in there? <laughs> like, you know, like, it was I something at? I was always confused by as a kid. Like, what's inside of that? There was two things that are so weird. It's the very end. And then also the bundle of twigs with like whatever that fucking bloody mess is. So that was oh, like yeah. actual teeth. Scary. Like there was teeth that they got from a dentist in Maryland. And they just put it in there and all this fake blood and stuff. And it was just like... <laughs> disgusting but apparently the first time they had it they didn't know they were supposed to open it so they like kicked it off or something it was like oh i kicked that shit in the river (laughs) (laughs) but then they were told they were supposed to look at it and then like you know that's why she goes back to pick it up and she's like what is this and then she sees that shit inside (laughs) oh my god the the infamous attack on the tent that i was mentioning they had no idea that was going to happen, apparently. 
<laughs> yeah. So like they're just you know they hear stuff. So they I guess they were told maybe if they're you hear reacting. something you need to turn your cameras on and start like filming. But then like you know, <laughs> but we I'm not gonna tell you gonna that happen. Us. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I guess that whole thing they like ran out. And according to filmmakers, so there's that moment when she runs so it out. What's real? <laughs> she runs out of the tent and she just goes like oh my god what the fuck is that you know yeah. but you don't see what it is apparently this is uh uh ricardo moreno so he was like the art director on the film and he was wearing like white long johns white stockings and a white pantyhose over his head and initially <laughs> he was supposed to be seen slightly or something but she oh, forgot yeah. to turn a you camera just catch it. and she didn't catch it so that was actually supposed to be the Blair Witch herself, but like. So you worked that I should put to Yeah, maybe just point. a bit, you know. Okay. Yeah. And the final scenes of the film, they were filmed at the Griggs house. It's a 200 year old building located in Patsco Valley State Park near Granite, Maryland. They originally shot the scene with Mike standing against the wall, like you would get in the film. Um, mm-hmm. But they also did other versions because <laughs> basically when they start showing the film to people. Uh, they, they start showing like all these different versions of the film, just trying to like figure out like, you know, if this film was good or not, you know, and they, they were going to a lot of small festivals and stuff and they were showing their friends and stuff, just trying to figure out until they could finally make it fucking work properly. So it was a whole thing like where they were just like, you know, people were confused. Like people were just like early viewers were just like, I don't really get like him standing against a wall. It doesn't really make sense. So then that's when they like went back and they shot other versions of it. So there was versions where he was like all bloody and like on a stake or some shit or, or like, you know, hanging or something. I think there was one where he was actually hanging and then they ended up just going back to the original one, but they added in that interview where the guy mentions Rustin Parr who takes the kids in like by twos and makes one stand against the wall to kill. Yeah. You need that other. bit. Otherwise then, it doesn't make yeah, any fucking it sense. It all comes together and makes sense. That's what makes yeah. it terrifying. Cause you fucking forgotten about that. And then it happened and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So early on the idea for the film was like, they were going to have basically like 10 scenes with the actors. So they filmed all this stuff and it was all going to be like found footage, but like, it was going to be a documentary like or a mockumentary basically um, explaining the footage, examining it um, mm. and interviews and stuff about like the Blair Witch and all that. And, you know, basically what happened and all that. To the um, kid, yeah. And they, they actually did shoot all this stuff. They had like 20 hours of footage that they shot and they had they threw this it all away. Yeah. Basically they realized that they already had like a really good narrative structure with the found footage stuff. So they cut all that stuff and they just chose to go with the found footage. And they ended up with like an 80 minute, 80 minute, 81 minute film, which is like fucking mm. lovely. It helped that. Yeah. So short. Yeah. But they shot several documentary scenes that weren't like included in the film as well. There's like a 1940s newsreel thing about the killer Rustin Parr who killed the seven children. They did a 1970s style documentary show called mystic occurrences that imitated oh. that show called in search of that they were fans mm. of um, where they had this like groovy witchcraft dude talking about the Blair witch. And then there was like footage of police finding the film reels. There was like interviews with like family members and police who were on the case. Uh, and then they had fake news reports. They compiled all this footage together 
and basically made this like weird 45 minute documentary called curse of the Blair witch. Uh, and that aired on the sci-fi channel in 1999. So they were really smart about all this. They were like putting that out kind of around the same time as the film was coming out. So that like Mm -hmm. you would get all this information and they played it off. Like it was all real and stuff like, um, and then, but they were, it's really funny. I was reading a bunch of interviews with them like back in the day and they were like, we weren't, you know, trying to say this was real, but then like two seconds later they were like, but we were trying to say this was real, you know? So they were like, <laughs> they were really fucking around a lot. And it was really interesting. Like, you know, they, they were kind of going all over the place with it. And I think that's really what caused people to think that, you know, it was real or they were confused mm. by it and it, nothing like that had ever been seen before. But if you want to see yeah. that documentary, it is on Amazon Prime at the moment. If you have that, um, it's on their freebie thing. So it's like there's ads. Yeah, and stuff. So that's why that's why I watched yeah. Blair Witch Project. It's on Same. freebie. Yeah, me as well. Um, but yeah, Curse of the Blair Witch is there. So you can watch it on there. It's like 45 minutes. It's really interesting if you want to hear more about the like weird lore that they made up about about the Blair Witch. I mean, it's kind of like nothing, but, you know, it's kind of fun if you're if you're curious. And the editing process lasted more than eight months. They started showing the film off, like I said, to small festivals to get an idea of like, you know, what kind of changes they would need to make to appeal to a large audience as possible. But like no one knew that it would become this like big ass hit. It's just insane. Like, you know, it's just it's crazy. They submitted the final edit to Sundance and like it just blew the fuck up. After its midnight premiere in January of 1991 at Sundance, Artisan Entertainment bought the distribution rights for $1.1 million. Along with this came one of the more interesting marketing campaigns of all time. So like I said, they had all this shit with their, you know, um, their TV special that they put out, Curse of the Blair Witch. But the biggest thing was their website was BlairWitch.com. And they had flyers on there. They were showing the missing filmmakers. Photos of the abandoned belongings that they had that were found. Uh, A timeline of all the unusual events in Blair's township history and stuff, including the events of the filmmakers going missing. They had like bonus video and audio clips that were apparently found in the woods. They had excerpts of uh, Heather's diary. And then like, like all this like kind of pieced together to kind of create this like weird thing that people were finding. And it was like, I think like on the early days of the internet, people were just like debating if this was a hoax and stuff. Like it was just like, it was really weird. It was a weird time. Like no one knew if it was real. And that was like (laughs) what made this film so special. I don't know. Like it's weird. Like it's a relic of a website. So if you like, I think it's only on the internet like archive, but if you find it, it's sort of like up there with like Space Jam's website of just being like this really fun, mm. like <laughs> weird thing that's just like it was there for a while. A relic um, of the time, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, they just like I guess people just never had seen like a film footage film like this, especially push this far into the mainstream. Cause like when Artisan had it, they just start putting it out and it just like it just got bigger and bigger, like, you know. They were just doing all this clever stuff with it. Like the first year of the film being released, like the, I, I think like the IMDB pages of like the, the cast were listed as like dead or presumed missing. Like they just didn't like, and I think that hurt their careers That's, a little bit as well. Like Heather Donahue yeah. said it kind of hurt her career, especially using her real name. So it was like, it was hard for her to get work and stuff. Cause of course, you know, it was like, Oh, you're just that 
like what? <laughs> like, you know, it was just weird. I don't Didn't know. you die? Yeah. In that movie? Um, but they weren't really able to do a lot of press either. And I think once the film really came out and it was like it was like, you know, people like realized, oh yeah, this isn't real, they were starting to make the rounds and stuff. So like I think people were pretty relieved that they're like, Oh yeah, these people aren't actually dead. <laughs> like, thank <laughs> oh thank God it's not real. Yeah. yeah. But uh but like in their release strategy, they basically did a trailer like that that got leaked on the website, Ain't It Cool News. So that was like, you know, clever marketing, like, oh, we're leaking a trailer. Um, they screened the film at like 40 colleges in the U S to get word of mouth out there. They showed the trailer before star Wars episode one Phantom Menace. So that's like a lot of people oh, want to go shit. see that. And then it, it was, yeah, it was just like the first film to really go viral before viral was a thing. But even a thing yeah. that's really fucking interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I get pioneering in more ways than more ways than one. Yeah. It was released in July 1999, earning $1.5 million in its opening weekend, and then it expanded wide and grossed $29.2 million in its third weekend. It just kept building up like that and building and building, and then word of mouth a, became a big word thing. Word of mouth, I was going to say. Yeah. Like you, could, you see like word of mouth can fucking kill a movie, yeah. and that drop off, or just keep growing and yeah, growing. Definitely. And this is the kind of film I would imagine... You'd be like, you have to go. See yeah, Blair Witch. you have to go. See the it's Blair an experience. Witch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it became a sleeper hit, and it earned two hundred and forty-eight point six million dollars worldwide, which is over. How much did it cost to make? Four thousand times its original budget. Oh my god! The budget was around so Five twenty bucks. to twenty-five thousand dollars, <laughs> apparently, on principal photography. But later estimates say thirty-five, and then in like twenty. 16 it was officially stated as around 60,000 so i don't really know and i don't know why the budget would go up and inflate that much but um with all the marketing and everything the total cost was around $500,000 or so holy shit yeah, maxed out at 750 but like that's and that's like artisan still under a million the, yeah yeah under a million and dollars. they did 248.6 million and like that's like box office. There's no telling how much money they were making off of like VHS video. sales and like yeah. video rentals and all that. I mean, because it was big. It was and big. then the media fucking franchise. Yeah, that yeah. Born from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, critics were pretty like positive about it as well. Like most of them called it pretty innovative and like groundbreaking for horror. And at the 15th Independent Spirit Awards, the Blair Witch Project won the John Cassavetes Award for the best first feature made under $500,000. So that's pretty cool. And yeah. it did get some negative, I mean, I guess some negative reviews as well. Some people were like saying like, oh, like it didn't work or like, you know, fuck this movie. But uh, it also yeah. got some negative awards as well. So the 20th Golden Raspberry Awards, Heather Donahue won Worst Actress. And at the Stinker's Bad Movie Award, the film won Biggest Disappointment category. And it received three nominations for Worst Picture, Worst Actress for Donahue, and Worst Screen Debut for Heather Donahue, Michael, Josh, and the Stick People, and the world's longest running batteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they're talking about like where the cigarettes and it's like where the fucking battery. Yeah, seriously. Filming? How are you still Stop filming? filming? Yeah. Yeah, so there were sequels. So there was Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. That was really quickly it came out after and it's kind of interesting because it's joe berlinger who did it so he's the person who did like paradise lost about the west memphis three and stuff which is like a brilliant documentary oh, series. brilliant i loved i love those films yeah. especially the first one uh and that's a whole like 
like can of worms in itself, the West Memphis yeah. three thing. But like, mm. so he's a documentary filmmaker and this is like a weird actual fucking weird real movie that's based off of like the lore of the Blair Witch thing. And he was doing a whole thing about like, Hey, like I want to fuck around with the whole, like, Oh, everybody thought this was real sort of thing. And just like, we're playing with all that and the lore, blah, blah, blah. But like, I remember people hated it. Like when it came out and it got shadowed a lot, but then in recent years, I feel like I remember seeing it as well. And I remember it was like, this ain't no fucking Blair witch. Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, it was weird. I remember not liking it, but I want to watch it again. I haven't seen it since it came out. And it's like this thing where I think like people actually do think it's good. And it's like one of those misunderstood films that like, I think it was just like poor timing, but it actually was like mm. a fun film. But like, I don't know. But like, yeah, there was also Blair Witch 2016 and I didn't like that very much. So. Well, <laughs> but, I remember that had a similar sort of, um, marketing strategy where it would you know announce it's a different film and then like they were showing a trailer for it or something and then it was like it would be called like the wood or something yeah yeah and then it was like no this is Blair Witch and everybody was like oh (laughs) shit they're doing a Blair Witch movie that's sick and then I heard nothing else about it yeah I think it's like (laughs) it's just like hard for films to be like that now I don't know what was like the last film that was really just like came from nowhere and just like sleeper hit like holy shit I just can't even think of it anymore like I don't know we I don't and I, and I don't know it well because I see it in a bubble I see it at the cinema yeah so I see a film that like like a Mandy it like sort of yeah, comes out sort of nowhere but that but that's big people and yeah. you know Uncut Gems um, had a sort of vibe like that Uncut as well. Gems for sure yeah um. I don't know. Yeah, the last like sleeper hit. It's it not. It doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not. The system isn't built for that. It's yeah, Hollywood's huge tentpole yeah. film. Yeah, or small independent films that only play on that sort of stage. Yeah, they have a, like nowadays it's like only on Netflix. You know, like, <laughs> you, know, like you can't have a sleeper hit yeah. on Netflix because everything Netflix shipped out. Everybody watches immediately. Yeah, even if regardless of if it look good or not. Yeah. It just and it gets millions and millions of views and then they just keep going. Yeah, like I, I'm so bad about watching new films sometimes. Like I've talked about that numerous times on this podcast, but I'll like see people like talking about something on Twitter and I'm so confused at what they're talking about. And then by the time I figure <laughs> out what it is, it's like months later, and then I'm like, Oh, that okay. And then I'm just like confused, but then it's over. It's over in like a day. You know, it doesn't even like yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. And it's kind of sad, like there's not like any thing like a Blair Witch that just co- totally takes over pop culture to a point where it's like that's all they're talking about for a long 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 time but it's just like yeah. we live in a culture now where everything's like what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing so it's like it's literally like we're conditioned by apps like TikTok to like like you know you're the next thing you're on to the next thing and the next, you know, you, you just in, or Instagram as well. Like, you know, swiping to the next story. It's like, yeah. Such, yeah. Very short attention spans and 24 hour cycle. I was like, I was laughing on holiday, laughing about like all the people constantly filming every fucking moment and getting in the way. And it's just like, dude, like who, who's that for? You're not a celebrity. Like fuck off. Yeah, like, no one cares. I don't give a shit about you standing in, in front it. of this fucking place. Like, Ah, oh, so fucking annoying. Um, but yeah, there was 
obviously tons of parodies. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about one of those. Um, so scary movie, obviously parodied the, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, that got parodied so the much. Snot and shit. So fucking it, much. Which is like the matrix, yeah. man. It's yeah. the same sort of thing. we become, yeah, the touchstone. Yeah. Every, everywhere. Yeah. It must've been fucking annoying after a while. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it was rammed down your throat. But you got even, uh, even, even on WWF. <laughs> Did you ever hear about the blonde bitch project? <laughs> I don't remember this. Yeah, so this was like total insider bullshit with like Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara just thinking like they'll have a like laugh of making fun of Sable and calling her the blonde bitch. Uh, because by that point, they were just annoyed at how like popular she had gotten to. She got so egotistical and stuff. So they like had the blue meanie and Stevie Richards like doing this thing like where they were were like oh like you know have you ever heard of the blonde bitch project and he's like no i mean like is that like the blair witch he's like nah the blair witch that's fake but this is real the blonde (laughs) and then like they go out in the woods and they get lost and stuff and then like it's like a whole weird fucking thing like maybe gold dust was involved i can't remember the whole thing's (laughs) just fucking strange and it's really crass and horrible like total late 90s horrible Mm. fucking segment where they're just literally making fun of a woman because they don't like her it's like oh we hate women um and it's just like this thing that only aired like one time but it's like one of these like weird things that people fucking like love because it's so bizarre you know like not like time yeah not like love it because of what it is but like love it because it's just so stupid like what the fuck is this why did we why did we do this and it's just like a bizarre thing like lost in the weird late 90s wrestling (laughs) but yeah anyway (laughs) i didn't know that Uh, was the thing yeah check it out the blonde bitch project um yeah (laughs) well that's it i mean the blair witch project i mean you know we've said enough I guess it's fun. I, I like it. It's fun. Like, I, you know, I wish there was more stuff like that, like where things like just totally take over the fucking world, but it's kind of hard now. But like, if any of you listeners out there, let us know at the PCC podcast or, or podcast at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. You can email us there um, at the PCC podcast over on Twitter and Instagram. You can let us know what your favorite sort of like film footage films are, or like if there's like films that you think kind of are on the, like the, tier of Blair Witch of just like these crazy cultural touchstone things that like you can remind remind me of and send me down a weird rabbit hole of fucking nostalgia. Um, but mm-hmm. like it's been fun talking about this like purely because of the time. I just remember how fun it was back in the day like you know just going around and finding those stick figure things out in the streets and That's stuff right. and just freaking each other out in the woods and, and all that. It's just like a great time. It's a freaky old time. Go watch it and go camping. And yeah. Shit yourself. <laughs> yeah. It just needs more witches. Yeah. It needs more witches. It doesn't need more witches. Yeah. Um, are we not going to do a snack time? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like pressed for time and I'm just like forgetting about snack. Yeah, Should fuck it. It's one of those time? weird like snack times at the end. Snack time. <laughs> it's finally
I was just like, aw. Aw. What'd you get? Uh, I got one here. Well, you know, these kids, they go into the woods mm-hmm. to go make a movie um, with, you know, no map, no plan, you know, mm-hmm. and getting off. That's dumb. That's a bad thing to do in the woods. Yeah. Going out and thinking a mythical creature. But you know what? It's a fun thing to do in the woods. Um, you sh- you know what they should have done? They should have had a picnic. Ooh! Oh, <laughs> picnic bar. Shit. I don't think I've ever had fire. a picnic bar. Me neither. Oh, this wow. is going to be a first timer wow. on the um on the podcast. So sorry. Picnic bar. Like this whole time, <laughs> making you like want to have this Wait. picnic bar. I'm just, You're waiting. I just, just forgot about it. I'm just I'm just curious. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Cadbury picnic. Quite chunky. Weird shape. Uh, I don't really like bars when they're like. I prefer like a solid shape. That's all like. Oh yeah. Bumpy. It looks like a like a baby Ruth almost. Yeah. Very like. Yeah, here we go. It looks like a turd because it's got nuts coming it, out of it and everything. It does. Yeah. yeah. Misshapen. <laughs> Pretty crunchy. Ooh. Does it have raisins inside, or am I like thinking wrong? Oh, I'm thinking of a different bar. No, I think you're right. It's pictured in a brazen. Okay. That's the one thing that makes... Because I like... I, to be honest, I like a, a chocolate bar with nuts inside, like peanuts. But I hate raisins, really. Like, I, Well, I don't... I, I just don't got on my way to eat raisins. I can fuck with a raisin. Mm. Um, it's pretty good. It's weird. It's a bit nutty. I will say that. See, I like that. Yeah. It's like caramelly and nutty, mm. but kind of a mix. Yeah. Usually chocolate bar to one or the other. Yeah. It's interesting. I like that. No, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's not what I expected at all, but yeah. I don't like looking at it. How many farts in a tent are you giving it? Huh. <laughs> How many farts? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm going to say, how many farts do I think this will make me fart? <laughs> Will that make you fart? Three. I'll, I'll say three. Three farts. It's solid. That's not bad. Yeah, it's three farts. It's good, solid. It's good. good I would have it again. Nice. Yeah, to try not bad. Is it, do you taste the raisins? That's what's like. Yeah, a little. That would put yeah. me off a little bit. A Although little. it's funny because guess what I have? <laughs> raisins. Do you have raisins? A box do you have of raisins. No. Love it. Um, we're in the woods. So, look, there is some good food in there. And I was sort of talking about it, like, you know, uh, on the Patreon episode a little bit. I started talking about food a little bit. Cause there's Uts, like there is Uts in the background, mm-hmm. and I really was like hyped. I was like, oh my god, if we had access to Uts, it's hard to get because it's a very southern style like potato chip. You don't see it even up north. You you don't see Uts, um, but yeah, like I I uh, saw like you know marshmallows being thrown around. She was really like zooming in on the marshmallows, like ooh marshmallows, mm-hmm. marshmallows, marshmallows. That's great. It's a good you know you're going camping and stuff, you know. But hey. These guys clearly they weren't prepared. They weren't keeping energized. You know, they're you know, out in the woods a little too long. And what they really needed was some trail mix. So I got uh, you gotta have trail mix. You're going out and you fucking camping. It. You need trail mix, man. So this is as does trail mix. I never had this before. And also British trail mix is kind of fucking shit compared to American trail mix. Because, <laughs> so, like, American trail mix, you usually have, like, you know, fucking, like, 
M&Ms or something. You got to have a little chocolate hit, man. But anyway. Yeah, whatever. yeah, of course. They don't got this yeah. in here. Um, so peanuts, flame raisins, banana slices. So that's that's your like, hmm. you know, that's your energy there. Uh, coconut chips, almonds, and cashews. That's not good. It does have raisins, but let's see if see. That's the thing. Sometimes with troll mix, I I don't mind raisins if they're mixed in things, but sometimes yeah, you get burnt that's what I'm like. and you you know you get you get a, a thing, raisin heavy pack. Yeah, you like oh I want some peanuts and almonds and all that, and then you open it up and it's all fucking raisins. And that's <laughs> bullshit. This is healthy mix. It's all right. Huh? So you get some banana. Uh, uh, I do love a good trail mix. Yeah. I have them a lot of work. Keep me going. All right, let's see. It looks like it's going to be crunchy, so for you ASMR freaks out there. Mmm. Very crunchy. Mm. That was the banana? Yeah. I'm a banana fiend. But sometimes, like, <laughs> dry banana is weird. Um, but you know what? That was actually a nice first bite. So here's all the raisins. <laughs> They're like yeah, giant raisins. That's fair. Hmm. Not bad. Yeah. It's all right. To be honest. How many? I would Sorry, dig this ahead. out in the woods. They need it. Yes. This, you know, keep them energized. Stop thinking about cigarettes and get a fucking pack of trail mix, you losers. What you that <laughs> fucking like rice in a fucking box or something? Fuck off, man. Trail mix, I'm bro. Wrong. I'm not an amateur. <laughs> So how many piles of rocks do you give it? Um, you know what? It's actually a pretty good trail mix. If it had, I'm sitting there shitting oh, on right. British trail mix. Yeah, and you're like, it, oh, this is pretty good actually. It would, Eat it would words, literally bro. be thrown over, like over into a five if it had fucking M and M's in it, like because that's that's the perfect. That's thing. the kicker. Um, but you know what? I give it a good four, four stacks of rocks. Four. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I'm actually, that wouldn't I'm scare actually you at all it. in the wood. Well, it's only four piles of rocks. Fine. <laughs> That's a perfectly normal amount of piles of rocks for there to be. Yeah, so Any more, and it's like this has been I don't know, building the home. set up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> four corners of a home there. It's just the foundation for a beautiful future. <laughs> like <laughs> choking on the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> they eat too many ravens. Yeah. They slip down without you knowing, and they get caught in your yeah. Well, that's been the Blair Witch Project. I did make a movie. Did you ever make any Blair Witch? Well, I guess I don't know if you were like online back then. You know, you know what I mean by online. Yeah, in 1999, like aware of the um of the cultural shit going on. But like you know, in the early when I was thick, no, I made I I made some fake movies with friends that were like all like heavy, obviously Blair Witch and found footage. Yeah. And it was totally like improvised <clears throat> once when we were making this film. It was three of us just acting fucking insane. And there was a whole thing in Blair Witch about um, Coffin Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just said once, like, oh, like Stigley's Rock. You know, we're over here at Stigley's Rock. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that set us off. So we started making all these fucking movies and we would like, for whatever reason, we used to be able to make like these weird like projects for school where we could make a film instead of like, I don't know. And we made the the dumbest films. Like uh, it was one where we were supposed to make like a, it was about science or something. And we just had to use like different, (laughs) like 
scientific terms in the fucking movie. So we just made this thing called the legend of Stigley's hollow. So it was a like sleepy, <laughs> sleepy hollow, but Stigley was taken from that whole Stigley's rock. Thing. Stigley quack. And I just all like went crazy. And literally the only thing we did to get a passing grade was to like, <laughs> it's like I was playing like Ichibod crane and I, I got killed by the, um, the headless horseman. And we had one of those like jack-o'-lantern things that you plug in that like, you know, lights <laughs> up the eyes or whatever. It was like one of those plug-in jack-o'-lanterns. And my friend had like that and it had a cable. So he like just threw it <laughs> and like <laughs> and held onto the cable and it hit me. And then he pulled it back and then he like just put it back on his head and his head was like hidden or something. I don't know what we were doing, but it was actually kind of yeah. a cool effect. And there's like one of my other friends was just standing as a bystander and he goes, Oh God! Did you see that head fly, fly over there? That must have been a full meter. Uh, <laughs> it was just like uh, saying that must have been a full uh, meter. We got a passing grade. That's all we needed. And the rest was amazing. just bullshit of us jumping in bushes because of CKY and Jackass <laughs> videos. Beautiful, and that's all because of Blair Witch. So, yeah, Blair Witch changed the world. <laughs> any 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 chant we can get the tape. I don't know. I'd have to ask my Four, friend if he had 4K, 4K, 4K remasters. <laughs> I would love to see him. Bring back Diggly's yeah. Coffins. Diggly's Rock. <laughs> Diggly's Rock. Damn it. Um, well, next week, Phil, we move on into our cookie crisp. I mean, a werewolf. Sorry. thinking about the cereals that I saw earlier. Still annoyed. Still annoyed. Should have bought them. And man. Phil, we're finally doing it. By God, we're going to be surfing in USA with one of the greatest films about hitting puberty of all time. Teen Wolf. Oh, yes. By God. The TV show. We're doing the Teen Wolf TV the show. TV show. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have MJF. Yeah. I was making sure that's right. Yeah. MJF. MJF. Right in the van. Riding on the van. Blo- just, you know, 60, in the beach 60 boys. seconds in heaven or whatever it's called. You know, um, all sorts of fun and, stuff. And just dunking on dunking, folks, <laughs> Dunking on folks. And then <laughs> we got another special thing I think we're going to do over there on Patreon. So you really want to be subscribed to our Patreon. You want to. Patreon.com like, slash the PCC podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If you like the teen wolves, yeah, <laughs> they are they are pluralized. <laughs> they are plural. They are related. Yeah, it could be fun. Could be a good old time. Good time. But until then, I'm sorry. I just want to say sorry to Phil's um, mom and dad. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've basically made him a failure of a son by being associated with this podcast. I want to say sorry to everybody who listened to it for thinking that we were ever going to talk about the cinema ever again. <laughs> but, but, but we're not. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just really depressed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, a Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. 
If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family. <laughs>